Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to walk through an intriguing piece of information, some content that you've probably heard in some way before, but not in the way we're going to present it today. I'm excited about it. I'm even a little confused about it, to be honest with you. (laughs) I am excited about that confusion. Um, You won't be confused by the time we're done with the podcast. Today's topic is the process Mm. of disciple making. We've talked about the problem. We've talked about the practice and to stay uh, true to our alliterative roots, yes. the process of disciple making. Yeah. And so one of the things we did, so we're, we're kind of walking through an overview of our book, Replicate, um, and, and how we can help create a culture for disciple making right where you are. And one of the things that we really wanted to do is just kind of help people see what this book can do and how it's structured to help you do those things. First of all, short chapters. There are a ton of chapters. Uh, I think the book has a total of 32 chapters, but they're all about two to four pages, really short chunks of information. So you can jump in, get the information you need and jump out if you want to, or you can read it from start to finish like a normal book. Each of the four sections is concluded with a summary that allows you to take your team or yourself uh, through the process of implementation. So again, with Replicate, everything we want to do, we want you to take and do the same thing in your own life and with others around you. And so uh, we talked about part one and two, which you can get for free at replicatebook.com right now and go ahead and get a jump start on the book release June 2nd. Um, But part three is not included in that free content. So you're going to be hearing about it today. And we're going to kind of talk through the process of disciple making. So with the problem, we we mapped out how we got here. With the practice, we talked about Jesus's plan and how you can step into this plan. And then we kind of get to the nuts and bolts. And this is the biggest chapter in the book. Um, this, this chapter has, uh, I be, or I'm sorry, this, this portion of the book, this part three has 15 chapters. 15 chapters. Wow. Uh, in this. Uh, now, again, they're short chapters, but that, that's, this is the bulk of the book because I would argue this is the, uh, the capstone of the book. This is the how-to. How do I go about it in my own life? And how do I go about creating a culture of disciple-making and literally making disciples effectively um, in this process of disciple-making in my church or my ministry? And so uh, there's a lot of stuff we had to say. As a matter of fact, we would write a chapter. Um, For instance, we did a chapter called uh, Discipleship Pathway, Discipleship Groups. So step three on the pathway. Um, But because these chapters are kind of short, we wanted to keep them short. We had to do discipleship groups part two and discipleship groups part three. (laughs) Because one of the things that you were intent on, and I kind of pushed back a little bit, but I think you were right in the end, is we we need to be exhaustive if we can. Uh, We want to answer every question we can. We don't want you to walk away from this book and go, okay, now i got to go figure out something else. You know, we want you to get it, have it, and be able to implement and work through it. Yep. And so uh, that's one of the things I appreciate about the structure of this. So what I wanted to kind of talk through today as we look at this uh, page 109 in the book um, and looking at, at part three, one of the things I wanted to walk through, and I just think it's really, uh, really kind of an interesting facet of the book is, is really what we are calling this complete picture of disciple making on page 114. 
And so once again, just to remind everyone, if we haven't already, you, you did all the art in this book. We wanted pictures. That was my suggestion. I was like, I can't read a book without a picture. Why would we write one without pictures? Why would we write a book without pictures? You know? So if I got one stab at it, I definitely want to have pictures in here. And so you, you drew all of these, uh, even the charts and graphs, you did them by hand. None of this is generated by computer. This is all generated by your, uh, Apple pen, pencil, my Apple pencil, pen? Yeah. Apple pen, uh, pencil, pencil. That's what I thought. <laughs> It has an eraser, so I guess that, that's yeah. fine. Um, you can see that I know a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, but on page 114, we have this complete picture of disciple making. One of the things that is so helpful about this and why I think it's a great place to start in this discussion of the practice of disciple making is it kind of helps us get a visual mm. on the overarching concept of disciple making. So yeah. if you don't mind, why don't you walk us through that concept, this yeah. idea that there is uh, salvation at the beginning, we start, and then it moves to, you know, our life of growing in Christ, sanctification, etc. Yeah. So basically I have just picture a circle, uh, and down the middle, you have the moment of salvation and you, yeah. you have this line that you cross over from evangelism to discipleship. So right. let me just define what we're talking about. Cause we realize if you define the terms, Mm. then you don't get off in error along the way. Because the reality is we live in a day and age where people don't understand the terms we're talking about. Right. That's the biggest problem, I think, in a movement is that when, when discipleship is everything, discipleship means nothing. Yeah. Okay, because I'm making disciples. I'm watching, uh, I'm watching football on Sunday night with my guys eating pizza. Okay. You are well, making disciples, but they're football disciples. That's right. That's right. Now that's part of it. Or I'm going to Sunday school. I've been going for 29 years, Pastor. Yeah. Okay. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. Okay. It's more than that. So what we wanted to do is give you a chart that shows the complete picture of disciple making. So think in your mind, 30,000 foot view, disciple making. That's the overarching theme. Where do we get that from? Matthew 28. Go there and make disciples, disciple making. Okay. Now under disciple making, you have two basically prongs. You have on the one hand evangelism on the left, you have discipleship on the right. But if we stick with this analogy on the evangelism side, you have salvation mm. on the discipleship side, you have sanctification. Okay. Both are needed. Both are important. I would say as you're analyzing this chart or, or even listening to me now, you need to ask yourself the question, where has the pendulum of our ministry landed most often? Is it on the salvation side or is it on the sanctification side? Is it on the evangelism side? Is it on the discipleship side? And one of the ways to find the root of that is to follow the trail of the money of your budget. Oh, easy. Okay. Easy, now. Pastor. Don't hurt them. What I'm saying is... Find out what you spend the most money on. Is it big gatherings? Is it drawing a crowd? Is it getting people to the worship center? Is it doing events? Is it programs? Is it camp event? All good things, but just follow where the where the resources go. On the evangelism side, write down if you if you're thinking and following along, executing ministry. This is you executing all the ministry yourself, which is good. You pay people to do that, but a discipleship mentality equips the saints, believers, to do the work of ministry. On the left evangelistic side, you have, you are saved from something. On the discipleship side, Chris, we're actually showing, here's the big one. We're actually showing people that they're saved for something. Mm. 
And for so many years, you would agree with me, we have spent a lot of time showing people that they're safe from sin, mm. they're going to heaven, they're eliminating or they're being uh, captured from hell, Yeah. but we never tell them what they're here for. Mm. <laughs> well, and the, and the interesting thing about this, uh, and so this complete picture of disciple-making, showing the evangelism and discipleship together make disciple-making. Um, so again, we're not against either one or more for one or the other. We're saying that it takes both of them. Um, and re really cool quote here from Pastor Bob Roberts. Rather than encouraging people to use their vocations to serve the church, what if we made it a church task to mobilize Christians to use their vocations to serve people in need? Ooh. So it's mobilizing people for ministry instead of mobilizing people to get in the doors of our church. That's the big difference. And that's one of the things we want to help people do. Years ago, I got to hear uh, this debate. And it's a pretty famous one. I'm not going to mention it or the names of the people. Ooh. But there were two very high caliber pastors and church leaders. But you'd know both their names if I said it. Okay. One of them, his whole approach to ministry is, how do I get the lost in the doors of my church? So he built and constructed his church model around being attractive to lost people, mm. right? Then there was another guy, and his whole approach was different. I want to take the people in my church who are, are claiming to be believers, and I want to mobilize them to go out to the lost. Mm. And regardless of which one of those tracks you kind of have gone down in your history, no one can argue that there are more lost people outside the church than there are inside the church just by base, basic seat capacity. Even if you pack a church out with lost people, there's still going to be more lost people out in the community. So what we're saying is, you know, whatever your approach, think about mobilizing those you have to take what God has gifted them to do to go out and reach others for Christ. We'll be right back after this break to talk more about the practice of disciple making. Replicatebook.com is where you can find all the resources if you want to check out the book we've been talking about in the last few podcasts. You can grab your free content there right now. Uh, all, the, all we have there is for free. With uh, You don't have to sign up for anything or purchase anything. We want to give you these things knowing that we believe once you check them out, you're going to want to get the book. You can receive immediate access to part one and part two of Replicate, our book. That's over 100 pages of free content. You can receive a downloadable free Jesus commands poster that kind of outlines and maps out all the passages where Jesus gives commands that we are to obey as we teach others to obey those commands. And then finally, you can start the Healthy Church Challenge. Wherever you're at in ministry, we want to help you take that next step to grow and implement your discipleship pathway and create a culture of disciple making wherever you are. Check it all out at replicatebook.com. And we're back. We're checking out part three, the third part in our book, Replicate. It's broken up into four parts. And in these parts, we're talking about the different elements of disciple making. Today, we're talking about the practice of disciple making and just the different shift in a mind of reaching lost people in our pews and padded seats and reaching lost people outside the church. It's really a mindset. And, and I don't think uh, however you do your church or however you live personally as a disciple, that there's necessarily a wrong way. I think there can be a better way. Uh, but if you're trying to reach people and if you're engaging the people you have and mobilizing them, then you're doing what the Great Commission's uh, called you to do. As we look at this portion of the book, we really go down deep on the discipleship pathway. It is one of the most simple 
concepts out there. And, and I think it's simple in nature because Jesus gave us this concept. We merely kind of kind of mapped it out so you can kind of walk through it and read through it and see it visually. Um, but one of the things we wanted to do is to help everyone see how each of these four parts of the pathway, and just to kind of give a, a very basic overview, I know you've heard this before, uh, we've got the congregation. Um, that would be the, uh, the 72 um, uh, that Jesus ministered to, or the 70, depending on how you want to uh, <laughs> translate that, right? And, and you believe it's the 70, right? Yeah, I think it's the 70, you and I talk about that in the book based on uh, Genesis 10. Table of the nations. It's a whole nother insight, but so whether it's 70 or 72, that's representing that congregation uh, that Jesus had. Then we have the disciples that would represent biblical community. That's the second step on the pathway, if you will. And that is the 12, you know, that's our life group, small group, Sunday school. And then next we have the discipleship group, which is Peter, James, and John, the three with Jesus. And then finally we have the crowds that were going out and reaching and Jesus spoke to the crowds occasionally not a lot, but occasionally, and we know that we are to be mobilized to go and reach the crowds. But one of the things we do is we take each section of that pathway and we kind of flesh it out in the book to help clarify what that looks like in your church. And like I said before, sometimes it's one chapter. Uh, most of the time it's two or three chapters on these topics as we try to really flesh them out. And one of the more interesting pieces here, uh, chapter 11, we really talk through the discipleship pathway in general. Um, we start that chapter out with this intriguing uh, statement. 4,000 people are missing. <laughs> and then we kind of walk through how we're looking at a church uh, that, that I served at that had baptized thousands of people, but had only grown by uh, less than half of that number. And so the challenge there is to say, hey, let's not stop baptizing people, but let's make sure that we're taking them through the process of being discipled. You know, so we're not losing them. Well, I think before we get into the pathway, and I think we don't need to explain the pathway much because everybody who knows Replicate sure. knows this is how we built our ministry on yeah. Jesus's model for making disciples. Now, don't think, well, I've heard this before. I don't need to read this section of the book. No, we actually dissect every element of the pathway. In fact, discipleship groups, we devote three chapters alone just to D group. So right. as much as you know, or you've been a part of our community or network for a while, I think you'll learn some new things, but let's go back to what you said earlier. Cause I think this is an overarching way to think differently. Okay. Mm -hmm. What you said earlier was we are still utilizing uh, old models of the 20th and 19th century to try to reach a 21st century culture. Okay. Yeah. Now let me tell you, in our culture, what that looks like. And you'll see what I'm talking about. The largest store in the world does not even own a product. Hmm. Amazon. That's true. They don't even own a product. They distribute the product. They, they distribute the products. Okay. The largest home rental company in the world does not own a home. VRBO. Hmm. <laughs> People own the homes they have the infrastructure. The yeah. largest travel company in the world, Uber, doesn't own a vehicle. <laughs> See where I'm going here? I do. So, so <laughs> basically these, these people have figured out how to utilize the resources and talents and possessions of people mm. to create the largest distribution network in the world mm. of their product. Why yeah. haven't we figured this out in the church? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And yeah. I would say to you, Chris, this is discipleship. Discipleship is trying to figure out how do we utilize our greatest asset, which is, which is our people, which are our people. People yeah. are our asset. People do ministry. Programs don't do ministry. People do ministry. Bible studies don't. You see what I'm saying? It's our right. greatest asset. So for years, we have adopted what we talk about in the book, a battleship approach to ministry. The battleship approach is, is an interesting approach. If you've ever been to a battleship before or an uh, aircraft carrier, to be more exact, uh, an aircraft carrier has about, 100, uh, or has about 120 pilots to service about 20 or 30 planes on an aircraft carrier. Okay. Which, let me give a brief aside. You have recently, well, within the last few years, been to an aircraft carrier. Yes. Right? I went, I went, I or went a battleship. Board, yeah, I went aboard the aircraft carrier in San Diego. Uh, I went actually aboard this aircraft carrier, still had aircrafts on top of it. It wasn't working, obviously, but it was a very difficult journey for me, I will say. And why uh, was that? Not many people were over six foot, apparently, on this ship. <laughs> and uh, I may have hit my head maybe six or seven times and I was ready to get out. I couldn't, <laughs> I, I couldn't even walk through the tour, <laughs> much less live on this thing. But anyway, <laughs> apparently somebody did. And uh, one of the things I realized about an aircraft carrier, there are roughly 5,000 people who live and move and, and exist on this aircraft carrier. They work on there, they serve, they serve our country on this aircraft carrier. But only 120 of them actually fly planes. Hmm. Think about this. So basically 4,880, or is that right? 4,880 people are servicing the 120 who actually go into battle. Hmm. They, they, they work the mailroom, they work the mess hall, they work the cleaning place, they, work the, they clean up, they uh, service the ship, they load the planes, they fuel the planes, but only 120 ever go into battle. And it seems interesting because 4,800, almost 4,900 people are working to serve the 120. Now, if you think about it, that's how the church works. You have the congregation serving in a sense the pastoral staff are watching the pastoral staff do ministry hmm. and what the lord showed us was what if we flip the script what if we in a sense take the 120 or the or the 10 staff you have or the three staff you have and they actually serve the majority and the hmm. majority do ministry well and yeah and and i think for the individual this even plays out too you know maybe you're not a church staff member but you've got to ask yourself the question, you know, do you want to be, as you've said many times, a Navy SEAL or a basic recruit? You know, <laughs> and I think as we pursue Christ, that's what we're doing. We're sharpening our understanding of who he is, which makes us love him more. And the more we love him, the more we obey him. And the more we obey him, the more we do what he says, right? Yep. And, and, and so I think as we walk through that process, whether you're a church staff leader or whether you're an individual who's a believer who just wants to do what God has called you to do, um, you're going to get a lot of help walking through these pages to implement in your own life and in your church or ministry this process. And you may say, I'm not interested in being a Navy SEAL. I don't even want to go in the military. Well, That's true. Why are we using all these military? No, but the reality I mean, is you do. You do want to be a Navy SEAL for Christ. Here's why. That's true. How many people want to hear the voice of God? How many people want to walk in step with the spirit of God? 
How many people want to read the word of God and feel like the Lord is speaking to them personally? How many people mm -hmm. want to pray and, and, and know their prayers are reaching heaven? I think we all want to have that kind of approach to the Christian life. And so when we say Navy SEALs, we're not talking about you're going to go fight and, and hurt people. We're talking about being equipped for the battle of the Christian life. And that's what we're trying to do in this book. We're trying to create you or help you into a, be into a disciple of Christ so that you can then replicate your life into the life mm. of others. It's, it's flipping that switch between sending and being, in terms of a church, being a sending church and an inviting church. And yep. it's if flipping that switch in your mind of, be, of sending, you know, going yourself or being someone who's inviting someone else to be a part of something. Now, we're not saying don't invite people to church. And we're not saying don't try to get people to be invited to your church. We're simply saying we're going to have a greater impact when we go out and reach those who are not necessarily yet in the church. And, and that's, that's the outflow of what it means to be living life as a disciple, making disciples, but thinking about what God wants to do to mobilize me to be in ministry. And moving spectators into participators is what we want. That's good. That's good. Well, as always, thanks for checking out the podcast. You can check out this book and get the free first hundred pages at replicatebook.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor and text a friend, let them know so that they can enjoy it as well. Uh, you can also give us a rating on wherever you get your podcast. We would appreciate that every time. We have some great, uh, so far, reviews of the podcast. And so we feel like we're doing an okay job, but we definitely would appreciate if you would help us out with that. And that'll help other people understand it and find it as well. Thanks for listening today and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.